0: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This is Paige, the co host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which
2: They say history repeats itself. Not on my watch. My name is Rebecca Delgado-Smith, and I am the Alarmist. Hey, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to The Aftermath. It's an Alarmist bonus episode where we take everyone's emails and comments, and we talk about them.
1: So uh, I'll just chime in as the producer and say that we're toying with this idea of releasing a bonus episode after the tragedy um, that we'll release maybe weekly, maybe biweekly to start and see how if people listen and if it kind of gets everyone to write in more with their opinions, because we're really trying to start a dialogue here.
2: Yeah, we really want to know what you think. Um, We've gotten a, a lot of responses. Some people are outraged. Some people need need clarity, and uh, we're here to hopefully give you a, a tiny bit of it.
3: <laughs> exactly. No promises. And, and as the fact checker, um, I'll be the first to say that my fact checking is not going to be perfect. I mean, look if there are better, if there are more factual facts out there that the reader or the listener um, finds, please send them in. Uh, we'd love to. We'd love to actually know. Uh, uh, we'd love to learn about these tragedies more.
2: Yes, everyone, send us your factual facts to uh, the Alarmist Podcast at gmail dot com, and we'll get factually about it. That's perfect. Yeah, we need a fact checker for the fact checker.
3: Exactly.
2: I think. <laughs> <laughs> so here uh, is an Instagram post that we got from uh, Tony Alvarez. Uh, he's at underscore Tony, underscore Alvarez, underscore. And this is regarding the Hindenburg uh, episode. He says, I think you guys missed the most obvious culprit. Who stood to benefit the most? You got to follow the money. I don't think it's coincidental that the burgeoning airline industry takes off as soon as the Zeppelin competition is eradicated. I strongly believe that the airline industry conspired to remove. Yes, Um, so that, that is from Tony Alvarez. Those are his thoughts. That's interesting. I'd love to hear the,
1: if there's any proof for this.
3: I don't need proof. I'm ready to (laughs) throw them in jail. (laughs) (laughs) That was real convincing because, you know, those guys and they, you know, it's always, I've always found so crazy about airlines. Where do they get their prices from? I mean, come on guys. Monday it's 700. Tuesday it's eight. Thursday, it's six, and wh- when does it stop? And where do they? Who can we get wow. some regulations on these things? I mean, Chris calm is heated.
1: On. I know, Chris, calm down. You
3: guys
2: should see him; he's shaking.
3: <laughs> I'm literally shaking in my boots. I'm qu- I'm quivering.
2: So, Chris is upset about about the uh, airline prices fluctuating, but I I think this is more to do with um, airlines wanting to get in. You know, the the Hindenburg was the going to be like the next way to travel yeah um and airlines weren't even thought of it as an option right but i wonder it does seem
1: like a stretch to me to be honest that there was a conspiracy it just feels like a natural cause and effect that the the what, what were they called the air buses that like the hindenburg was oh uh the zeppelin the zeppelins yeah, yeah the zeppelins there was this disaster and then naturally that allowed for the airlines to kind of take over. But it, it is an interesting idea.
2: Now, who did we blame for for the Hindenburg? The Hindenburg? Um, we didn't blame the Nazis. We blamed um, the uh, company. OK,
1: right. That's right. So I don't know. Is this changing your mind at all? I don't think so. But this could have been something that we put on the board. So we'll give Tony that.
2: yes. I agree with you. Now, here's an email from Irene C. that we received. She says, hi, I enjoy your podcast very much. The first one I listened to was uh, What Broke Up the Beatles?, I grew up with the Beatles all for my teen years, and afterwards, I didn't know that John Lennon hit women and children. My heart sank when I heard that. I looked up a few articles online, and the details are horrifying. Now, I think of him as a supreme asshole who happened to have to be a gifted musician. It's going to take me a while for that, that to settle. Keep up the good work. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, this is just a, a, a listener, Irene, who's a, a new fan, and uh, she's just telling us that we've ruined the Beatles for her well
3: mm. she said she just sees John Lennon as a as an as an a-hole right is that what she said
2: yeah I guess John Lennon ruined the Beatles for her yeah that <gasps> we are just spreading the word yeah
3: John Lennon's abusive behavior
1: I exactly mean, yeah interesting that isn't talked about that much though because that's not something I had ever heard
2: no it's it, it's one of those it could be another conspiracy where people are just like we don't want to hear it let's not talk mm. about it Um, but yeah, I I think people don't want to know the bad stuff because like we know with Michael Jackson, he who's been recently canceled, Mm -hmm. um, it kind of just ruins the music for you.
1: Yeah. Although I'm starting to hear his music again, pop up in stores. Oh yeah. Yeah.
3: I mean, when, they're, when the artist is, like, at the level of Michael Jackson or John Lennon, like, there's just going to be, like, more leniency I think the public will give them just because there's just uh, too many songs that are played too often and it's just, there's too much money to be made.
2: But I think it's good that, um, that that's kept in mind. That should always be, like, at the back of your head when you're yeah. listening to those songs.
1: Mm. Yeah, people can make up their own minds whether or not they're going to you know plug their ears when they're in pilates and yeah michael jackson comes on
3: <laughs> it actually is better for your um your quads when you plug your ears during pilates oh, like just a simple.
1: sensory sort of deprivation
3: <laughs> it's yeah no i think i was just thinking about the arm the arms uh, being up closer to your ears like it's just good when you're doing pilates
2: oh <laughs> hold it from your core yeah that's right <laughs> i mean that that is essentially the the ab uh what do you call it when you're going to Hello. Crunch. Crunch. <laughs> That's the shape of the crunch. <laughs> um, so, we actually got a lot of comments and feedback from our McDonald's episode. Let's see here. I got a, a text message <laughs> from my friend Nelson. And uh, about the McDonald's and he said, hey, Rebecca, it's Nelson loving the alarmist. But I got to ask why the coffee lady herself name it never made it on the board. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying I blame her. Just curious why she wasn't considered.
1: Well, I do believe we considered her. Mm-hmm. We did talk about that. She was reckless um, in trying to put cream and sugar in her coffee on her own lap. Mm. But I I feel like that was a conscious decision on our part to not put her on the board.
2: Right. Yeah, I I mean, I think the truth is that I felt like um, she was kind of, uh, we we did acknowledge that she was 20% to blame, as the courts did. She was 20% to blame, and that's why she um, got a little bit less money. Um, but because this is because she spilled it herself. Now, of course, she could have, like you said, been more careful. But I really do feel like once you see the photos online, you're thinking about blaming her, uh, changes.
1: That was a difficult one. I do think we shy away from ever blaming a victim, um, but I don't. I think we could have put her on the board just for discussion's sake. Um, I also, this is something that I noticed during the Salem Witch Trials episode that we never put the young girls up on the board. That's true. Um, which is, I understand the impulse to not want to put them up there because they ended up being, you know, persecuted in a way. Well, some of them, uh, but I do. Think think we could start you know making that an option more to even if someone ended up being a victim that doesn't necessarily mean they're also not to blame yeah
3: or at least we shouldn't explore we should explore that we should
1: explore it we should talk
2: about it um so thank you to nelson you know we'll be we're taking all of your thoughts and comments into consideration for future episodes um and then i also i got another facebook this Is interesting. I got a Facebook uh message from I'm gonna butcher this name uh Irika Irika Laudert. Um, it could be Erica, just spelled <laughs> weird, uh, differently. E R I K A? No, <laughs> <laughs> it's A I R E E K A H. Okay, um. So, it could be the phonetic spelling of Erica. (laughs) Interesting. Anyway, she reached out about the Exxon Valdez episode, and she said, Hey, I grew up in Valdez, Alaska, and I wanted to shed some light on the confusing name pronunciation. The town was named after Spanish Navy Minister Antonio Valdez, and Fernandez Bazan in seventeen ninety. Rumor has it that a hundred-ish years later, after the Spanish American War, the pronunciation was changed to have the hard E sound, so people wouldn't affiliate the town with Spain. Um so she Oh, she also said that we welcome you're welcome to refer to the town as the D's. Oh D E Z, which I kind of loved <laughs> wish i had known that before we would have called it the d's i know we would have sounded like real insiders uh-huh. yeah
3: that would have been nice wait so they changed the phonetic sort of way you say it because they wanted to be d- distance themselves from the span from the spanish who they just were at a war w- at war with
2: yes after the war
3: oh interesting
2: i thought that was interesting uh so our my my instinct was correct it was valdez so maybe uh, the town of um, Valdez can take back their roots and start calling themselves. <laughs> yeah, maybe enough
3: time has passed mm. from that war that they can sort of readopt that that traditional. I mean, if you guys want to start a petition online or something, we're, we'll be happy to like wear a t-shirt.
1: That's not something I personally have the bandwidth for, but I will. <laughs> I
2: support it.
3: I support it. If somebody it. On, out there maybe wants to has, has a little Eri- more extra, a little extra time.
2: We may, maybe if Erica wants to yes.
1: um, take it on and send us some shirts. Now, Erica's going to have to send a follow-up email about the pronunciation of her name.
2: <laughs> so this might be a never-ending cycle. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and the, the last uh, comment uh, we can talk about today Actually, comes from my dad who reached out on Instagram. Alexis. <laughs> yes, Alexis. Um, he. This is actually about the McDonald's case again. Um, safety inspectors should be to blame for allowing high temperature coffee in a drive-through service. This coffee is not served in a safe environment with the proper tools. The use of trays inside the store it should be prohibited. So mm. he's talking about like, you know how when you go to a Starbucks drive-thru and they give you that tray, if you order more than one coffee, they give you that um, tray? Yeah. Hmm. Um, maybe it's like more of a s- s- stabilizing thing, the tray to Well, definitely you. if she had had the coffee
1: in a paper tray on her lap, I don't think she would have spilled it. It would have been
2: easier, yeah. Maybe a little bit would have spilled out, but... It's hard to tell because I'm not, I'm getting the feeling that she might have been also maybe clumsy when she opened that top. (laughs) Maybe because it was a parked car, right? But again, there was so many um, cases. If you guys recall, I I believe there were something like 800 cases of people people who were also burning themselves different levels. So it's a common, you know, it's a common problem that uh, happens, but my my dad here is saying that the safety inspectors. We should have placed some uh, more blame on the spa- uh, safety inspectors.
3: The safety inspectors that he's saying was were responsible for if for putting making sure that anyone who gets a cup of coffee should get a tray,
2: or just uh, making sure that the coffee um, was being served in a way that was safe.
3: So the temperatures.
2: The temperatures and, and if, if the temperatures were not going to uh, change, that uh, it be served in a safe environment with the proper tools is what he says. Hmm. So maybe, you know, maybe a safe environment for him is like, you know, when you go to in and out and they give you a placemat for yes. your lap.
1: <laughs> yes. That is interesting because it is a little bit odd and that to serve hot beverages in a to-go fashion like it's one thing to get i mean all to-go food is kind of like an odd concept if you really think about it like literally to eat while you're in motion
3: <laughs> like, well you don't always eat while you're in motion
1: i guess sometimes you pick it up and bring it home right, right. like thursdays thursday nights when uh, growing up we'd always get
3: right el pollo loco <laughs> but, it, but 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 the in and out guy always asks you um are you going to eat it in the car yeah. That's always the saddest question because the answer is always yes, yes, but I always say no. I'm always like, no, put it in a bag. Like I'll yeah. eat it when I get home, like a h- actual but adult. But then,
2: it, it, but then you you don't get the placemat,
3: right? Exactly.
2: But which is actually it for it. you.
3: Yeah, which would be good for me, but.
1: So I, you like it's so crazy like to be driving and you have literally a full like meal on your lap and you're <laughs> just eating it. <laughs> I mean, I do it all the time where I'm eating and driving like.
2: Do you really? I, I feel like I never eat and drive.
1: I don't as much anymore. But yeah, sometimes I'm like I'm eating a sandwich while I'm driving or s- sometimes it's like a, you know, bowl of oatmeal.
2: Bowl of oatmeal <sighs> while you drive? I'm a girl on the go. <laughs> That's
1: crazy. Well, how do you do
3: it? You drink it like out of a cup, like a, you drink it like it was a hot. Well, I
1: put it something. in a blender so then so you- I can put it. No, i just kidding. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'll just like I mean, sometimes, honestly, I just have a bowl and a spoon. A bowl and a spoon, but that's two a two-handed
2: that. job. Not if I put it in my lap. Oh, okay. I mean, it feels too risky So to me. you
3: got one hand on the wheel. You got one hand with a spoon in it. You got and your lap, which... And how are you...
2: You're balancing on, a bowl. Yeah, how are you
3: On, ba- on what?
1: On my um, crotch.
3: <laughs> so the bowl's in your crotch, and you're able to... Go to gas and, and and break like pretty freely with yeah. The I mean, bowl. it's it's
1: just the same as like the only variant here is the bowl. I mean, it's the same as drinking a. Out of a to-go cup or something. One
3: hundred percent, it is not. No, totally it, requires, are... <laughs> it requires way, way more. Uh, it does motor skills. Yeah, motor skills.
1: yeah. I mean, I definitely try not to do it, but there ha- have been times when I'm just like, <laughs> or sometimes you don't, you can't find your to-go coffee cup, so you just bring a mug. Have nope. you ever done that? Nope. 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 Hey, that is reckless. <laughs> I'll be honest. That that one is really dangerous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um. So. I mean, he, I think, it, you know, dad's bringing up a good point. Um, the sa- Maybe we should have put the safety inspectors up on the board. Uh, I, I. They weren't that. even on my radar. Yeah. So that's all we have for this week's Aftermath episode. Email us your thoughts at thealarmistpodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at thealarmistpodcast or Twitter at the. And let us know what you think. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's a review we had recently. It's from Christina. I'm assuming it's Christina, but without the I. (laughs) And Christina gives us five stars and says, I love everything about this. Who knew that history, anxiety, and comedy could fit in one box? If you give this less than five stars, you're going to the alarmist jail. Now that's a threat from Krishna. If you like this show, it really helps us to build our audience and keep doing more of these episodes. Thanks so much. We really appreciate it. If you have a disaster that you've been obsessing about, tweet us, uh, email us, and let us know what that is, and perhaps we'll do it on the show. And of course, we'll give you credit. Thanks for tuning in.
0: Without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from rust
1: Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway. Like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus...